You've done it after weeks of scrimping together your allowance. You've finally bought the expansion pack and are willing and ready to harness the full power of your console. Prepare yourself to experience Empty Bowl 64. <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy, and I'm a serial enthusiast. And my name is Dan Cooper, and I am a serial demolitions expert in that I can <laughs> render a bowl of, say, golden grams into nothing but detritus and rubble in uh, no time flat. Um, this is such a thrill for me, uh, Dan, not only to find someone who appreciates blast core in the way that I do, but also <laughs> to talk about cereal for a half hour. And I hope that you listener are ready for that. And only that this is a meditative podcast about cereal. And what we mean by that, when we say that is that it allows you to just unplug for a while and really just think about cereal. We're going to have some news. We're going to have some reviews. We're going to have some ephemera. Uh, and uh, just spend some time together. But most importantly, allow you a little space to just breathe. And I hope you can do that. I mean, have you had a good one, folks? Have you had a good one lately? Your body's craving it. Just treat yourself to a good old deep breath in. One more. Come on. <sighs> now, Dan, I have inhaled the oxygen and nitrogen of uh, old, and I am exhaling the carbon <laughs> dioxide of news. Ooh. I'm ready. Okay, so this first serial news story is like a testament not only to the modern times that we live in, but also the unstoppable progression of human aging in that like, this is the first time that I can recall reading a serial press release and just being like, what? I can't fully comprehend what's going on here. So this is Cinemoji Toast Crunch which uh, is the veritable start of a sin, that's with two N's, cinematic universe of just so many different Cinnamon Toast Crunch box variants. So to try and explain this, I guess I have to walk it back. Um, so obviously we all are familiar with, you know, they had Wendell, the baker mascot for Cinnamon Toast Crunch, who they eventually canned in favor of these crazy squares who love to eat each other. And then in recent years, they decided to redesign these crazy squares to make them look, you know, less outwardly crazed and more, uh, more of a benevolent sort of cannibalistic uh, polygon. And they, they dub them Cinemojis because they look more like emojis, I guess. They're cuter, rounder, thicker lines. Um, and now they're really bringing the Cinemojis to the forefront of these uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch box variants because, well, first of all, they're going to be starting with just your core Cinemoji Toast Crunch box. And the gimmick here is that this is Cinnamon Toast Crunch, but the pieces have these little cute faces blasted onto them. I don't mm -hmm. understand the actual technology behind making that work. It's not the first time we've seen faces and cute images sort of dusted onto cereal pieces. It makes me think of the Minions Banana Berry cereal that came out 
had to be at least six years ago now, which, you know, I'm not exactly uh, a Minions maniac, but I have to admit that that was a really good cereal, a strawberry banana cereal. But, yeah, we're getting faces like those on Cinnamon Toast Crunch now, and in addition to just Cinemoji Toast Crunch, there are these box variants that feature essentially different celebrities or influencers who have been given the Cinemoji treatment. They have these custom caricatures on the box, uh, and these these figures include snowboarder Chloe Kim, professional football star Justin Jefferson, uh, popular singer Manuel Torizo, uh, as well as actress and music recording artist Leslie Grace. And in each of these cases, the, the actual logo will be changed to say Leslie Toast Crunch, Manuel Toast Crunch, etc. Oh, and there's also one with SpongeBob on the box for some reason, because... Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. So it, it doesn't really make sense to me. I would have hoped we could get, you know, another flavor along the lines of Cinegram Toast Crunch. Uh, instead of all the budget that probably went into funding these partnerships. I'm sure SpongeBob's mm-hmm. contracts are pretty expensive these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did woo him over from Kellogg's, I guess, who released his oh. SpongeBob cereal last year. Uh-huh. But uh, So it's just, um, okay. <laughs> did, they, did the cereal taste different? Um, I don't think so. O- ostensibly, okay. no. I say... The coolest part about this is that you can sort of get entry codes from your boxes and visit cinemojime.com and enter for a chance to win a box of customized Cinemoji Toast Crunch bearing your own name and caricaturized Cinemoji likeness. Uh, When I first heard about this, I thought they were actually going to sort of flavor blast your face onto the pieces of cereal, sort of like the M&Ms used to do with that online promo. But I think it's just box art variant again, which, you know, not necessarily too exciting, but imagine if there was a Justin Toast Crunch or a Dan Toast Crunch. I mean, I think either one would be huge sellers. I mean, that... If these were on shelves, um, forget about it. I mean, it would be massive. Yeah, so I think we have to try and get uh, this free promo for our show onto shelves. Not that I think they'd actually be selling them, but... Okay, fine. I'll I'll buy a bunch of boxes, send them a toast crunch. You win. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard sell, I know. Um, this next one, is, at least, is something that my mind can ration into uh, uh, thoughts and ideas yeah so wendy's popular fast food franchise wendy's uh, if we're also going along with cases where uh, branded properties are switching cereal corporation alliances on a whim wendy's who released an actual frosty cereal with kellogg's uh, like now it's on shelves now and we'll be talking about it in a bit i think Um, But they're also testing new Frosty flavors, and these are three new exclusive Frosty flavors, which include Classic Strawberry Frosty Sunday. there's Chocolate Lover's Frosty Sunday. and the one that is most interesting and relevant to this podcast would be the Marshmallow Charms Frosty Sunday, 
which features your choice of a vanilla or chocolate frosty topped with Lucky Charms marshmallows, Ghirardelli sea salt caramel sauce, as well as whipped cream, which seems like a kind of strange, you know, randomly generated combo. I'm not sure what sea salt caramel sauce and Lucky Charms really have to do with each other. Sounds good, though. I mean, I guess. It's a combination of things that are good, so I guess it wouldn't be surprising that it's good. <laughs> the caveat here is that these are only in test locations right now, and apparently they're only testing them in Ohio right now, uh, which First I guess... place is, Wendy's makes sense. Oh, I didn't even know that. I was just going to say it's a, a random consolation for people who live in Ohio. Which sounds rude, but as a Michigander, I have to keep up this long-standing state rivalry. The first Wendy's was in Columbus. It used to be next to um, uh, the Science Museum there, the Center of Science and Industry. But I think that Wendy's has since closed, and COSI has relocated. So, But still, there's a, there's a history there. Are you a Wendy's historian? No, I just live near Columbus. Have you been to the original Wendy's? I think I did back in the day, yeah. It was, I'll tell you what it's like. Let me describe it for you. It's like a Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the last story here, um, I, tell me more. I'm, I'm intrigued by the, uh, the headline here. So these are Frosted Flakes with vanilla-flavored school mascot-inspired marshmallows. And, you know, marshmallows aren't new to Frosted Flakes, um... Even though, you know, the idea of adding more sugar into Frosted Flakes is, like, kind of redundant. But they've been putting marshmallows into Frosted Flakes for a while now. And now all of a sudden they're pushing these vanilla-flavored marshmallows. Which, first of all, there's almost no chance that there's any discernible vanilla flavor in these marshmallows. Because I always thought that cereal marshmallows were supposed to vaguely taste like vanilla in the first place, or maybe that was just mm -hmm. like an adjective that I like to use in my reviews to try and describe marshmallow flavor beyond just marshmallowy. Yeah, um, like a marshmallowy sort of flavor. But I guess what's more exciting here are these fun school mascot shapes, as the box proclaims, even though all of them are pretty they're pushing it based on what they're supposed to convey we have tigers which i can sort of see looks like tony the tiger's head also sort of looks like a goldfish cracker um there are blue I th they're supposed to be bulldog paws but they look more like flowers uh there's lions which i suppose could charitably be read as lions or maybe a starburst <laughs> or just an abstract shape. <laughs> There's cougars, which are kind of just purple blobs, or maybe like malformed Lucky Charms horseshoes. And then there's the most offensive one, which is supposed to be a bear, but it's literally just a frog. It's green. It's got the little rounded eyes on it. Friends, this is a frog. I don't know why they couldn't just call it a frog, because I'm sure there's school mascots out there that have bullfrogs or poison dart frogs or toads as their mascots. Just call a frog a frog, folks. I don't... It is... It's so random. It's not like specific ones. It's just like, y'all, 
You like cougars? <laughs> Some of you guys are probably the cougars, right? Like, yeah, here. I guess they were supposed, they're trying to find maybe fierce mascots that sound like they could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tony the Tiger. I don't know. Why don't yeah, I guess. I don't know. They're yeah. pretty proud of the fact that they're vanilla flavored. They're really pushing that in the font. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> vanilla and cereal is one of those terms that really means nothing to me just because... No, no. I can't remember the last time I've had a distinctly vanilla-flavored cereal, because now it just calls to mind all those terrible birthday cake cereals, like the Funfetti and the Dunkaroos, where they just sort of add this glossy sheen of sugar... I'm trying to find an adjective for it, but it, like, it, it just, it, it's just light. It's just sugar. It's yeah. just... The, um, the Special K Vanilla Almond is pretty good. Like in terms of like a vanilla-y yeah, type flavor. For me, the vanilla really has to complement something else because it can't mm -hmm. necessarily stand alone. Yeah. Um. So that's what's that's what's happening. Um, a lot of esoteric cereal news. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is very esoteric. I, you know, it's strange. Normally, this time of year would be, um, you know, kind of a little bit more hopping, but I guess supply chain issues all over are slowing things down, keeping people from reaching for the stars, I guess. Dan, did the confetti popcorn I sent you show up? It did. I appreciate you sending it to me. The ho ho Holo Crunch is what it is, right? Um, yes, I believe that was the brand. Yeah, I mean, I, again, thank you for sending it, but I have to say it's not really for me. Mm. I don't... I'm not sure... But Where, I sent you five bags. What on earth are you going to do with that much confetti popcorn? That's a really good question. Maybe I can put them in a pinata or something. But <laughs> I, I was struggling to really see how they tasted like strawberry banana Cheerios to you. Oh, they tasted exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, to me, and this is another like cerebral taste association, and this is probably why they weren't working for me, is that they tasted... A lot like gumballs to me, like the kind you'd get out of like a 25 cent machine. And yeah. the problem with that yeah. in my brain is that I always associate those sorts of gumballs with going to the barber as a kid. Because oh, the yeah. barber would always give me a quarter afterwards to use in the machine. And because of that, like anytime I taste that specific sort of gumball, like it also just makes me sort of taste a little bit of freshly singed hair. And it sort of makes the back of my neck a little bit itchy too, weirdly enough. Wow. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, a weird Pavlovian conditioning that kind of just makes it hard to eat this popcorn. But it's pretty to look I think, at. I, I think, though, Dan, I have to say, I think it's so great that you're so in touch with your own flavor preferences. Mm -hmm. It's very evocative. I mean, it's very clear as to why it didn't land for you. Yeah. I mean, let's see if the same uh, same problems are found in Lucky Charms Marshmallow Pancake Cake plus Mrs. Butterworth Fruity Pebble Syrup. So this was the very grotesque combo that I teased last show, and I actually managed to pull it off by finding both this new Lucky Charms Marshmallow pan Pancake Kit and the the glaringly red Mrs. Butterworth's Fruity Pebble Syrup at my local Walmart. And, you know, the box kind of isn't entirely honest about what this marshmallow pancake kit is. Because on its face, it's just sort of an, 
uh, just add water or just add milk, whichever you prefer, uh, mix. But there aren't really f full bits of Lucky Charms in the powdered mix. There are little mm. fragments of shrapneled marshmallow throughout, but really you're meant to make these pancakes. And then they also include just a packet of plain Lucky Charms pieces for you to scatter on top. And mm. it doesn't really get that melted marshmallow effect that I was really hoping for. And instead, you just sort of get plain pancakes. Like I like I said earlier, the taste of marshmallow is nothing that's at all distinct. So when you're putting it inside of this sort of fluffy baked disc of sweetness already, it's not adding anything in any tangible form. I guess the crunch of the actual cereal pieces on top is pretty good, but it's 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 not like the Lucky Charms oatmeal where they would at least give you the miniaturized marshmallows, which are really cute. These are just sort of straight up Lucky Charms pieces, which is it's fine and all, but I guess it's not really doing anything for me that pancakes or chocolate chip pancakes wouldn't. And that's why I tried to compliment it with the Mrs. Butterworth's Fruity Pebbles syrup and... Let me tell you, How'd that go? this stuff is insidious, it is <laughs> sinister, it is any other number of horror movie titles from the 2000s. Um, I just Deliciously addictive, you mean? I don't like anything about this syrup. I don't like how <laughs> it is so red that it could like blind passing airline pilots. I don't like how... It is like weirdly translucent and I can sort of look through it like I'm looking through strawberry jello. I don't like how the scent is just sort of wafting out of it in a tangible aura. And I especially <laughs> don't like, like visible stink lines. Exactly. Uh, and I especially don't like the taste because the, the Fruity Pebbles base note is there, but there's just this chemicaliness on top of it that the stuff looks like NyQuil and sort of tastes like it too. It's almost like they liquefied Flintstones vitamins even and, and mix it in with the Fruity Pebbles. I guess it gives a new layer of flavor to these sort of bland and plain pancakes, but... I can't say it's really anything that I'd enjoy more than putting actual strawberries or fruit on my pancake or using like a, a fruity syrup that way. And now I have so much left of this stuff that I don't know what to do. I tried taking like a straight sip of it for the meme and now I'm sort of feeling drowsy. I feel like any cold symptoms that I may have had are now clearing up. Uh, <laughs> but despite that, I feel like a tangibly, you know, less well-functioning person for having tasted the syrup. And I can't recommend it. At least the, like, blindingly blue Cap'n Crunch's ocean blue syrup tasted all right and didn't, like... That was basically just food coloring. This stuff... I feel like it's in my bloodstream now. <laughs> I don't know how to get it out. <laughs> that sounds brutal, Dan. I'm 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 sorry that you had to go through all that. It's okay. It's the hazards come with the territory. It's the I guess. As they say. Mm -hmm. Um any better luck with plentiful cinnamon almond butter? 
So this was a bit of a detox and the plentiful cinnamon almond butter is definitely better than Mrs. Butterworth's fruity pebble syrup. Very low bar to clear. Um, but I, I definitely sought this stuff out having enjoyed the peanut butter plentiful so much as I talked about in our last episode. And I was hoping it would hit the same highs with the cinnamon almond butter, but I'm afraid it doesn't quite reach the same level of like focus because what I liked about the peanut butter was that it really like was an exploded view at what peanut butter can be. It explored all the rich nuances of both peanut and butter separately, bringing it together into one cohesive cereal, but it almost feels like the cinnamon and almond components of this one are fighting against each other, and each one sort of gets a bit lost as a result. All I'm mm. really tasting when I eat this is like a really uh, powdery brown sugar element, which isn't bad in any way. It's still a good cereal overall, but it just makes me wish that I had mixed together like cinnamon Cheerios Oat Crunch and the almond Cheerios Oat Crunch to you know, get a more punchy half and half rather than something that feels like it's canceling itself out, you know? Mm. So if you're, if you're looking for plentiful, I would definitely recommend the peanut butter as, as your go-to. Okay. All right. I will keep that in mind. Um, lastly, cinnamon toast crunch. You could guess for a hundred years and still maybe not get it right. <laughs> now I'm going to complete this phrase because it could be anything, but this time it's coffee cake. Mm-hmm. So I've been hard at work in my kitchen between making pancakes and making coffee cake here. It's uh it's 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 it's, it's exhausting because you know I'm so used to cereal being just a a pour the pour the cereal, pour the milk and go affair rather than having a whole total of two to three extra steps and two to three extra dishes to wash afterwards. Um but I will say the cinnamon toast crunch coffee cake which as we mentioned in our last episode is one of like a half dozen Betty Crocker cinna dust infused baking mixes that are hitting shelves. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. I, it recommends using like an eight by eight pan, but I used two smaller loaf pans instead, which I think worked to my advantage in giving it more of a deep dish effect as well as getting an all around nice sort of crust on it. I mean, this isn't anything revolutionary. It's still like a pre-mixed, uh, you know, bakery confection. So it's not going to be as good as homemaking your own coffee cake. And, you know, it's not as like moist and processed as like the, the hostess coffee cake. It's kind of somewhere mm -hmm. in the middle between those. What it reminded me of was like uh, a zucchini bread, but without the zucchini. Uh, the cinnamon's not too punchy it doesn't remind me really of cinnamon toast crunch cereal so much as just like a nice warm cinnamon bread that i will say is is pleasant to eat with coffee if nothing else so i mean if your choice is between this and like the cinnamon toast crunch cookies or the cinnamon toast crunch plain cake mix I mean, it's all probably just going to taste like the same thing in a different geometric formation. Um, right. But if you got a potluck coming up or you want to give something out to a friend, these are really easy to make and not bad overall. I, uh, I wanted to briefly mention that I ate some 
I got some new cereals. Um, I'll save some of them for a later discussion. But I did briefly want to mention that I ate uh, Fruit Loop Sweethearts and mm. uh, Wendy's Frosty cereal. What'd you think? Well, uh, the Sweethearts, uh, the Sweethearts, I sent with my daughter to school, and she came home and I said, "Well, how are the Fruit Loop Sweethearts?" She said, "Great, they were they were Fruit Loops," <laughs> and I said, "Yep." Okay, end of story. Fun mm-hmm. shapes. Uh, you're right, exactly the same flavors, uh, which I, I knew you told me, but there you go. And uh, the other one was Wendy's Frosty, and it is, um, I, that one really bothered me because there is a distinct, like, frosty flavor. Like, the frosty has a distinct flavor, and it always tastes the same because it's, you know, factory made or what have you. Um, and this cereal, in addition to being, like, pretty boring and just chocolate balls with um chocolate marshmallows uh it doesn't taste like a frost i mean just in much the same way we're like uh cosmic brownie or or whatever just it lacked that essential quality of the thing that it's replicating um in it or even paying tribute to i guess and uh wendy's frosty really 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 fell short it is has nothing to do with frosties it is just Branding on Cocoa Buffs with marshmallows. Okay, but didn't it come with a coupon for a free fo- free Frosty? <laughs> I mean, everything comes with a coupon for a free Frosty these days, you know? <laughs> you donate some money for Christmas presents to deserving children. Free Frosty. You read a book at school. Free Frosty. <laughs> you can even get boo books come Halloween time, which is just books full of coupons for free Frosties that you pass out to the local kids. Yeah, the popular cult favorite snowman gets locked up in jail. Free Frosty. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it is funny that you say that because, I mean, it's it would be so hard to capture something as distinct as a Frosty in a cereal that at first I think that no one could actually do that. But then I think, like, I wish the people at HEB had, a better, had like, better purchasing power to get these sponsorship deals because I'd love to see, like, what their artisan cerealology kitchen could pull off. Because if anyone can do true indulgence like that, those are the folks I'm looking to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, trying to think of what else is going on. Uh, yeah, they're just those. Um, I, I had another one, but we'll talk about it next time. Um, we asked you, our dear friends and listeners, what cereal mascot should get an animated movie and who would be their voice actor? You were kind enough to let us know what you thought, and we'll share those with you now. And then, at the end, a brief joke. Hey, Dan and Justin, this is Gabe from Serial Time TV. Just wanted to weigh in on your recent question about which serial mascot we'd like to see in an animated film, and who should voice them. For me, this is an easy answer because Horatio Magellan Crunch, AKA Captain Crunch, has such a rich backstory a large world to explore, including Crunch Island in the Sea of Milk, as well as a plethora of crewmates, allies, and antagonists. A TV series would actually be more fitting than a theatrical movie, but in either case, I would love to hear the captain voiced by the tremendous Brian Cox, most recently well known for his role in Succession. And Captain's most famous villain, Jean Lafoot, can be voiced by the great French actor Vincent Cassel. Anyway, that's my pitch. Perhaps I should go start writing that script myself. Thanks again for the wonderful podcast. 
Now, I am going to play the other voicemails, but I did want to take a brief moment to uh, wish Gabe well in his uh, recovery from his uh, COVID diagnosis. And I hope that he is resting and eating lots of cereal if, you know, if, if he feels like doing that. <laughs> he shouldn't be forcing it. But uh, I hope he gets well soon. For sure. All right. Our next voicemail is coming right up. Hi, Dan and Justin. In your last episode, you asked about our serial-themed movie, and I would like to see Jack Black as a small army of Cinnamon Toast Crunch crazy squares. I really think that his chaotic energy and comedic chops could really uh, make a pretty fun movie to watch. Thanks for the show. Hey there, Dan and Justin. This is Pierce from California. And I have a pitch for a voice actor who I might like to see in the role of Sonny, the mascot of the Cocoa Puffs cereal. I'd like to see this become a psychological thriller of sorts where the eponymous bird does become truly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And you could rely on the whole unreliable narrator thing. And I think the best person to portray that sort of psychosis and bring that to the role would be, of course, Joaquin Phoenix. So that's my pitch. This is Alexia. And Izzy. Pazella from Hershey, Pennsylvania. And we have a joke for you fellas. What do you call the opposite of cinnamon toast crunch? Antonym toast crunch. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy our joke. Uh, you brought that to the exact right table and <laughs> you're stamping it approved. Exactly. I love it. There's no other podcast in which that joke would be more appreciated <laughs> than ours. Dan, uh, we sometimes will weigh in on whether or not a product is cereal. Uh, and these rulings are uh, arbitrary and final. So you're really playing dangerous game writing into us. Hello, Dan and Justin. I've recently finished a bowl of leftover shrimp ceviche. It's just simple, very limey, heaps of cilantro. Before 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. While I was dipping tortilla chips into the chunky stuff, it came time to finish the mostly liquid bit at the end. Since all the flavor was housed in a substantial amount of this murky solution, and the bag of chips was concurrently at its end, I took matters into my own hands. Standing on the shoulders of giants, I emptied the crumbled mess of corn-based shards into the citrus distillation and pulled a spoon from the drawer. <sighs> this is bracing stuff. It may be the early hour of the or the foothold your podcast is interested in my psyche, but I was effortlessly transported to the Is This Serial segment of Programs Past. While previously shared wisdom could be extrapolated to this arguably similar foodstuff, I would like this quandary to at least alert you to the unanswered facets of that supreme question which still abound. Thank you for your laudable service. I'm grateful for generous minds like yours. Take care. Cheerfully, Ceviche, near Chi-Town. Um, hmm. I mean... Well, Dan? Well, we better pack it in. I think it's been a good show for this week. <laughs> You mean a good podcast, period. End of podcast. 64 episodes. <laughs> End Not of bad cereal. Run. All cereals canceled. 
I mean, so obviously, like, first I have a visceral response to this, and, like, it's very, a very strong mental image, but, like, the more I think about it, the more I have to wonder, how is this any different from, like, tricks, which is a corn-based... <laughs> well, let me tell you, my friend, hey. sit down, take a seat. <laughs> how long do you have? A corn-based citrusy cereal that... You know, you could argue that milk is not being used in this case, and instead it's just a very, like, watery base or whatever. But if I'm using almond milk, which isn't technically milk already and is very much, pretty much just water with other stuff in it, then I'm really struggling to find where I draw the line between, you know, the the witch's brew of this email and a bowl of tricks with almond milk. What do you think? I, it's not cereal. It's ceviche juice and chips. And I'm not gonna let this kind of, I can't, I can't let these thought experiments run wild anymore. <laughs> this is, this is. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself in your dark, dark musings. <laughs> but please keep that to, I don't know, a scary show. Keep it to like lore or something like that. I can't. We can't have it here. <laughs> I mean, obviously we're kind of a hung jury here, but we're yeah. at the point well, where we don't have a third member. Unfortunately, you break ties. After, like, spending 30 minutes talking about Cinemoji Toast Crunch and, like, marshmallows that are shaped like frogs, but they're calling them bears, like, what does anything really matter anymore? Who does it hurt by calling this cereal? I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. We could at least be charitable and open-hearted and say, yes, welcome. You two are cereal. <laughs> It's a big tent here. Um, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can just email mail at bowl.rest. Uh, bowl.rest is our website where you can also go to uh, donate money to the show to, to show your support for it. If this is meaningful to you, if you like it, if you get something out of it, uh, if you could just pledge, you know, a buck a month or five, ten dollars a month, whatever you feel comfortable with. Half that goes to keep net running, and half of it goes to a shelter for people experiencing homelessness here in my hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. And we'd also like to thank Chris Zabriskie for our opening theme of The Sun is Scheduled to Come Out Tomorrow, Bria Davis for doing our podcast branding, as well as Samuel Rowden for designing our empty bowl enamel pin. Thanks to all of you, and be sure to join us again next week for The Empty Bowl. Where, as my friend Dan always says in his own special way, don't forget, don't forget to drink to drink ceviche. <laughs> no, do forget to drink ceviche. Please forget. I wish we could forget. Certainly forget. <laughs>